Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Welcome everybody to episode um, I actually lost count. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, Welcome to Storytime with Matthew Asm Hammond, the podcast where you, the member of the general public, will tell your stories. Why? Because everybody has a story and they need to be heard. Um, this podcast is sponsored by the Pass to Assist podcast, so follow Callum, Jack, Doug and uh, Carl as they discuss basketball and uh, they love basketball. So if you like basketball, listen to that for all your basketball needs. Um, today, um, I am interviewing a la- an absolute lad, a fellow ginger, you know, we've got to stick together, um, who I once met gigging in a place in Basildon called Culture Club. Um, I support, uh, this guy, this lad supported me, uh, while I was doing my Disney set, and, uh, he's an absolute gent. So, uh, as I'm a wrestling fan, it's time to do the introduction. Please welcome to the podcast, Sam Trowers. So Sam, welcome to the show. How are you today? Very good, thanks, Sam. Very good. Yep. Thanks good. for having me as well. Ah, it's, it's a pleasure. You know, like you know, the GWA we're finally back together. You know, <laughs> the GWA indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know, if anyone met us, I feel like they'll, they'll you know probably have like the reverse effect. They'll be like, you don't have any attitude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't need to have the attitude. Yeah, true, true. It's just, it's just an implied attitude. <laughs> Exactly. Like, we, I think we're both quite quite jolly gingers, you know. That's the. That's the there you go. <laughs> just be called the jolly gingers, we'll be fine, yeah. <laughs> you can see that taking off. We've just got slight angst at the end, that's all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, um, where, where did you grow up, Sam? Because, you, know, uh, like, you know, we've met a few times now, but, like, I, I, I you know, I, I feel like, you know, we're, we're friends, but we, we don't know each other to a, like another level kind of thing. <laughs> Backstory. Yeah. Backstory is missing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I was born and raised in Dagenham, mm-hmm. um, and then moved to Basildon. Probably about must be coming up to about four years now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's been. It's been a. It's weird. It's weird. Like I know it's like been four years. So like you yeah. are settled, but like there is there is definitely a difference between. The two, yeah, in theory, yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 hard to explain. At times, I feel like Basildon's quiet. That might sound strange as well, but <laughs> it's because <laughs> obviously Dagenham's not it's not technically London, I suppose, but it's like right on the outskirts, mm. and you still live that sort of London life. So it's like just twenty four seven. It's constant, I suppose, noise and rush. Yeah, of course, yeah. That was something I kind of missed when I first got here. <laughs> Like the first day, though, when I I, I, sw- I switched um, uh, like to a different um, actual branch for work, and uh, <laughs> first I thought I'll jump on the bus. Obviously, back down like London, sort of where you just go, I'll miss that. Well, I jump on one in for like next five minutes, <laughs> and that just wasn't the case. It was like I literally I see what go past I thought I'm running for that forty five minutes <laughs> to the next one. <laughs> it's like oh wow, that's really different. That's really yeah. So yeah, so Dagnum. Uh, born and raised in that sense <laughs> man like you know Dagnum's always been like you know that list of you know where people go like oh that place is scary you know like <laughs> <laughs> it does get that it's um it's a strange it's a strange place hmm. um do you know I had a similar conversation with someone recently about that like it, it does it does give its horror stories and there's no denying it there are it 
can be rough. Yeah. It can be rough. But it's one of them things of, um, as long as, I, I, you know, I don't know how to put it properly, but I suppose as long as you are, if you went there as a stranger and you're respectable, mm-hmm. you're going to be made to feel the most welcome. But it's that kind of thing if, like, you walked into the wrong pub. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, kind of course, like, yeah. God, it's a bit rough in here. <laughs> the locals are very defensive, let's put it that way. <laughs> and there is there is that dodgy side to it as well. Yeah. Well, well, like, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what's the roughest pub you probably ever went into in Dagenham? Oh. Know, there's a couple. It, like, even, even though you're from there, there are some that you, you kind of walk into and you kind of go... Oh, it feels, it feels like I don't belong here. <laughs> and you might even you might even see someone like that you actually know who you still think, yeah, I don't, I don't feel safe in it. <laughs> it feels a bit, I feel a bit on edge and it's just, should we have one and go? It's, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of that. You do, but you then do. It, but then it had its perks, hmm. you know? I mean, <laughs> we used to, so me and mates used to drink, um, like our local was one called The Wiles. Yeah. Um, which actually got burned down recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> which was but it had been closed for about I think two two or three years now yeah um, it was it was like I don't even know how we found it I think I actually found it by going to a funeral like a a wake it was just like it's a nice little pub this we should come in yeah and um, yeah so we used to go there and it was like the, one of the it used to win awards for like this beer garden but one of the things you always used to get we used to go on a Friday and uh, <laughs> there used to be a guy that used to come in and he blamed was he worked at Sainsbury's across the road from it. It's in Chabaleefa's pub. And uh, he'd come in <laughs> with this, um, about nine o'clock every time, like a call box. And he'd go around to every table and he'd just be like opening it up going, need any fish? And he just worked on, he was like a fish in there. <laughs> and he was just blatantly nicking fish and just selling it in the pub. And there's people that were like going, here, go on that. And it'd still sit there for another hour with this fish <laughs> supposed to be refrigerated, mm. <laughs> just just chilling on the side while having their pint. Oh, it used to just make you laugh for some of the stuff that people would come around selling it. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it, it didn't it didn't feel strange. Yeah, cool. Just natural life. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Like, I just love how you like you know you open me like yeah. I think I found it. You know uh, when I was actually awake of a funeral. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely was. <laughs> that is the first time I ever went in there and it was the first thing I kind of thought afterwards thinking this is a it's a nice place I could come in quite often yeah always reminds me of like the uh, the old uh, what's it you know like that story about the fish the man like reminds us that you know we had, we had the old DVD man who'd come around Brentwood and uh, <laughs> try and sell you DVDs and I think because like DVD ended up being a dead technology or people just learned about streaming <laughs> they um they but he, he started selling cigarettes uh, <laughs> Instead, start branching out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, business is business. He's a genius, but he's a genius man, if you ask me. You know, <laughs> we. I always remember growing up, um, and there was we. We actually had the only way I can describe it is a snide blockbuster. This we we got through our letterbox one day like this. Uh, I think I think it was like in an envelope. But either way, it was like in some A4 sheets of paper all just stapled in the top corner mm-hmm. and on the paper, back, both back and front was like a list of films and it had a number at the top and this, it was like 
I think like one fifty for a film or two pound, whatever it was, to rent it, and then it was like five for a five or something. And then basically, it was a guy that was running a rental service at the back of his car. So you'd like he'd just come round and go, "Do you want any films?" And people go, "Yeah, all right." Go to the boot. <laughs> oh, I'll tell him what ones you want. You wanted. He'd bring them to you, and he'd pick them up the next week. And it was like one of these things of like, it wasn't even it was that much cheaper than Blockbuster. But for some reason, everyone was just kind of going, "Yeah, all right then." And they were proper films. They weren't even like knockoffs. He, yeah. he probably nicked them, but. Perks of like you know not having to leave your house, I suppose, isn't it? You know, <laughs> the, the early form of Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, I, could be the same guy. Yeah. I want that job now. I feel like I could, I could do a good. I think I could do a good service doing that. You know, <laughs> a boot sale. Yeah, a boot sale blockbuster. <laughs> well, blockbuster's no longer with us, so you know, so, if you were to rent these damn movies, Sam, you know, that's true. That's true. I mean, they've got, they've still got one, haven't they, in America? There's like one left. Most likely. Um, I mean, I, I, do you know, I see it the other week, um, a couple of weeks back actually, mm. and they've actually made something in there so you can actually rent it out on Airbnb. Oh, okay. And it, it was a bit weird. Like, they do, I think they're just trying to live off that blockbuster name and try to make the, I suppose, just try to get as much money from it as they can <laughs> before it finally goes. But. This brings back so many memories. Can we, what was the other one? Uh, VidBiz? Yeah, yeah, uh, we had one round the corner from me that one, but <laughs> it's just mental to think that you know these like you know you know when you get you're old and you have like your kids or whatever you'd be like you know oh well uh, we we had blockbuster back in the day you know <laughs> you know you, you know you, you, Friday night. <laughs> you're fortunate with Netflix you can you know put it to any space you want like we had to bloody rewind a fucking video you know <laughs> yeah. you would just get proper telling off if you had to rewind it. <laughs> And it used to like I remember you used to like bring like a, a game as well like a PS2 game yeah. or something and you would just try and beat it within like two days otherwise it's going to cost you just extortionate amounts three pound a day or something stupid like that wasn't it yeah, yeah. mate it was mental <laughs> you might as well just buy the whole game wasn't it because like if you're going to have it ten days you know you're like <laughs> yeah, but yeah by, by the time you've actually beat it you've more or less paid for it in four yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we we met in Basildon on, on a gig night, you know. I, I, you know, you were supporting me, and uh, it was a really funny night in the end. So we had that whole uh, thing where we, you know, we, it was a very intimate crowd of like six people of your family and my family and friends, you know, like. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it, was, it was also one random couple as well, wasn't it? Yeah, in the yeah. Middle of it all. Old, um, and the crossfire. <laughs> Scott and his missus. Um, <laughs> Vanessa, that's the one. Scott is Mrs. Vanessa, and uh, I, I remember uh, <laughs> it was one of them places like you just get away with doing anything in that bar, like literally, like you know, they said, oh, they didn't even give us like a time limit or whatever. Just yeah, just keep playing. You know, it was it was, yeah. it was such a funny night, like you know, with our uh, big hit of uh, uh, Free Lions, uh, <laughs> and uh, we we. Uh, like I'm pretty sure I was like running around the pub at one point with the while you know you were on stage playing. It? <laughs> it was yeah, it was like I kind of done kind of done my set, and then I remember being at one point. Oh, what was it? You can was it Tenacious D? I think it's Tenacious D. You started playing. Um, are we allowed to swear? Yeah. All right, fuck it gently, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like you needed someone to hold it up, and I was like, well, I'm just sitting at the front. 
I might as well <laughs> scratch down as a phone holder just there ready to play that and then I think it's Wonderwall I think that's when it all that's the first time we sort of got up and sang it was like do the last verse <laughs> I'm pretty sure if like people walked into that pub or you know, that bar wherever it was on that day and they saw me and you up there probably thinking oh, I must be drunk in karaoke or something <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah you know like you know fun we were having like I remember that part where I just kept saying like fuck you slash and uh, I, uh... <laughs> that was yeah do you, do you remember when um, I started playing Sweet Child of Mine on the, uh, the guitar and uh, Sam the sound man just went no <laughs> just, just slowly crept on stage and just muted it just <laughs> he stopped just my stuff. he was like <laughs> uh, it was uh, so hammered that night oh wait. it was like it was fine one minute and then it was just all of a sudden the the, uh, the switch just flipped it on him he just yeah I'm pretty sure he didn't, didn't he like, even say like I'm pretty sure he even mentioned that how how smashed he was at one point as well <laughs> like he just was there like yeah I'm not gonna lie I'm absolutely uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely gone right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things that proves that you can play Wonderwall no matter how trashed you are as well. Because oh, yeah. he played it well, to be fair to him, for, <laughs> for how drunk that guy was. <laughs> it was the joy of basically us, you know, being performers or whatever, you know, get the sound guy up and get, get him to do a song. It's, it's great, you know, why not? <laughs> you know, and he, he was a lovely guy and he did, you know. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was just funny. And that's the that's the first night I've met him as well. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's just yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. I think at times, like when you go to these gigs, the people you do meet, yeah, and how you can just connect with people so quick as well. Hmm. You know, I've seen him so many times since, and such a nice guy. And everything, and obviously, like yourself, like we you know we catch up every now and then. And yeah, it's just it's, it's just nice. It's just good. Oh uh, yeah, especially you know, like when you when you do a gig with like someone you've got like similar interests with and things like that, it's it's, it's great because you know you work you know work together. It's, it's perfect. Like uh, I've got like you know the connection with like you, Lawrence Crow, uh, my mates' uh, band, party your house, and you know I've just got loads of people who are like you know uh, uh, Louise Curtin. Uh, she's always been great. Um, you know, um, like loads of people like you know just you know become friends with it. You know, like it's been amazing. You know. <laughs> Because um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, how how it all started was a bit of a joke. I turned around to Paul, my sound man, and said like, "Oh yeah, uh, you can do my sound or whatever." Like you know, and he, he turned around to me and goes, "What do you play?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Have you got anything you know? Show me." Well, I was like, "Yeah, of course." I went out to like the, you know this uh, bar at the back of the Essex Arms called the Seax, and then like there's a room where like. Uh, it has like all posters over and things like that and an old broken piano and then you go into the other bar so we went into that room and I showed him a video of me playing uh, I think it was like Bare Necessities or something on the electric guitar went, oh you're a bit like you know a bit of a, a bit a bit heavy aren't you went, I've got an acoustic guitar as well we was there like oh perfect thing you know come down to the open that night uh, and then uh, you know we'll get you on so yeah right done the next you know like um um we we had an email go around work uh, from my mate Callum who basically said um Matt the Ginger Wander Tour or something like that and uh for one night only and uh I ended up going to this open mic night we rammed out of that pub with like loads of people from Elfie and uh, uh I played a few songs, got like this massive reaction, especially people come up to me and said, Oh, I really like that song you did, you know, the about you know can't, you know, a lot, lot of like who, the old people were like, I love that song you played, you know, I just can't wait to be king one. That was a great one. And then people were like, yeah, that Lion King song was amazing, you know. <laughs> I was just there, like, 
Great. And then next, you know, he kept booking me, you know, well, I kept coming back to the open mic night and then I started doing like, you know, um, he just kept booking me for gigs and yeah, just like seven years later, still going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Yeah. Well, like, how, how did you get into it? Like, so I, I mean, I, I kind of got, I don't want to say forced. But I suppose I did. I kind of got blindsided into it. It was uh, it's my next door neighbour mm. uh, when I moved to Basden. Um, his name's Hippie Joe. And oh, he throws um, quite a lot of nights, doesn't he? Yeah, so he does like um, an unsigned night in Basden, mm. uh, a place called the Edge. Yeah, he used to do it for years at a uh, pub called the Castle, mate. Um, yeah, so from the day I moved in, like he's obviously seen me bring some guitars, some amps in. And he was like putting flyers through the door, little notes on the back, going, I'll oh, get a band together, get yourself down. Um, you know, we'd sort of bump into each other every, every now and then, chatting about music and stuff. And then um, after about a year of sort of like, about a year and a half of living here, he's come knocking on the door one day. It was like, that's what June, sort of July sort of time. And he's like, listen, do you, um, do you write your own stuff? Because half the time, sitting at home with the acoustic, I just play covers and stuff. Mm. I suppose, ah, lad. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, like I've been writing for years. I've probably been writing, I've been writing lyrics, I suppose, since I was about 12, 13, mm-hmm. so I get into it all. But no one really sort of ever, I wasn't one to sort of show them off to anyone. It's kind of always been like a little way that I use to, I suppose, vent. You know, um, sometimes there's then, I suppose, there are moments where you think, I wish I'd said something there. Yeah. And it's like stewing. It goes in. It goes onto paper at times, and it just helps, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, I've been writing for years, but never done anything with it. And he was like, uh, "So he's when he does his nights, he's very much a, um, he wants people to be doing their own songs. He doesn't really want um, loads and loads of covers." Yeah. Um, so he was like, "I don't mind one or two, but obviously, I kind of want your own stuff." So I was like, "Okay." He would have a think about it. It's a twenty-minute film four or five songs off, three to four songs, everything works out. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it some thought. I was like, I think I was about 26, 27 around that time, mm. about 27, so I was kind of like, do you know what, if I, never, if I don't do it now, I'm probably never going to do it. What have I got to lose? I might as well just get up and give it a go. So it's a good couple of months before it was actually finished. It was like, a, I think, set for August, and then... Um, Basically, yeah, I just went to work. <laughs> so, like, went through all my songs, like dug them all out. I was like, right, okay, what, what one can I actually play? What's going to be good? Um, I kind of actually wrote one within about five or ten minutes when I was trying to sort that out as well. And it was like, I went on. I'm actually really enjoying this now. Um, started like, I, I don't know, just kind of, as I say, threw myself into it. Um, picked a cover to do as well. Um, actually, I think I picked two. I couldn't decide and I was just kind of like I'll decide on the night ones that you kind of play I suppose a lot at home and stuff like that, and you think yeah like they're your go-to ones I suppose yeah. in a way and then um, when I wasn't nervous I can't be honest I wasn't nervous like even leading up to it um, but the minute <laughs> the minute I walked in <laughs> it just hit me mm. I see the stage this place was uh, it was quite it was quite busy as well. There was there was people who were there for the night, like I suppose for Joe's night, but there was also like um, there was like the end of a function going on as well for someone's like retirement thing. But they all stayed on, I suppose, because <laughs> of the drinks and whatnot. And so 
<laughs> for what was turning into just like, oh, you're just going to get up and do like 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, there's probably not going to be a lot of people there. Suddenly there's about 40 or 50 people in this place. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my God, this is, am I going to do this? <laughs> it was like the panic setting. I'm starting to think like, if I, can I remember the lyrics? How does that one go? Does it go like that? <laughs> it's just, I suppose it's like the self-doubt starts like, creeping a little bit. And then I was like, okay, calm down, have a drink. So you have a drink, felt fine. Um, Joe goes, are you going on second? So I went, all right, okay. This girl goes on. She's about 13 or 14, I say. It's a girl, he, he teaches guitar. Hmm. He's been teaching her and she goes on. It's her first ever gig and she absolutely smashes it. <laughs> you know, I can't like, man, fun that. <laughs> like, and then I was, again, I was still fine. It's the minute Joe goes, uh, you're up next, mate, grab a guitar. I thought, oh, mate, I just... I was panicking. I was like the whole way up. I'm thinking I'm going to trip getting up on stage. All these bad thoughts, mm. like my strings are going to break. <laughs> um, and I was fine. The, the minute I stepped on stage, I kind of got up there, got the guitar out, and the minute I turned around, it just it just left me. I just didn't feel anything like it. I don't know what it was. I think I don't know if it's because it's like a mix of like um, the lights hitting you a little bit. Yeah, you can't can't really make the crowd out too much. Make out a few that was I suppose right at the front. But um, that's fine. That's fine. Played the first song fine. The second one was okay. I forgot the lyrics to the the second verse and just kind of laugh, laughed it off as I kind of am known to do now. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it went well. Um, Joe, I suppose, kind of gave me a, a little bit of special treatment, I suppose, got the crowd to give me an encore as well. <laughs> but they didn't turn it down. No, that's, a good, that's a good sign, I suppose. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so I kind of played two covers at the end and it, it went down all right. And it's just since then, I've just loved doing it. I, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. You know, it's such a great, I just, I come off and I'm just like buzzing. I kind of don't want to come off. Hmm. And it's not like a thing of me sitting there going, oh, I'm brilliant up there. N- not by, not by, you know, a long shot. It's just something I just love doing. And I yeah. think sometimes that comes across as well. I think crowds, like all people that are watching, I think kind of get that from me as well. Oh, yeah. Like I say, the moment of when I mess up, it's like you see some people and it can, it can throw them completely. Mm. But I look at it and I just think, mate, there's not much you can do. And I, it, just, it just makes me laugh that I forgot it. Yeah. And, I, and I just do, I just start getting the giggles and stuff while I'm on stage. So I think it just comes across. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's um, it's good. I love it. I'm, I, do you know what? It's been the thing I miss massively through yeah. this whole lockdown thing. Mate, it's been it's been weird, like you know, because you know, I, you know, like I, I I miss it too. Like you know, just the just the thought of just getting up there, you know. Playing the guitar, you know, and then, and then on top of that, you know, you usually get given a free beer if you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, like great payment, great payment. Oh yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, like um, <laughs> when uh, I always myself like I always like going on first because you know if I go on first, then I'm like, you know what, I'm done for one. Number two. You know, uh, I don't have to be like, well, you know, if someone else is way better than me, uh, which is usually the case most of the time, uh, I, I, I'm like, you know, going like, well, you know, 
<laughs> I was on first, so I've got nothing to worry about. You know, usually I bring a lot of smiles onto the stage, you know. But like, you know, uh, um, but like, what was I going to say as well? Like, you know, touch on the fact that you said like, you know, when you mess up, I always do the whole thing of like, you think I might have messed up on that song, but I didn't. I actually made the song better. You know, just get up there with confidence and then, uh, and like, <laughs> and just people would laugh it off as well. So you know, they they, they just think it's funny that you you've actually acknowledged you messed up the song. <laughs> yeah. I it's, it's one of the things we're all human. Yeah. It's uh, it's just it's just good fun. Yeah. What's well, good fun? And Go on, what you guys. I've done I've done I've done quite a few now. Yeah. Um, and I've done them kind of all. I suppose a little bit all round. Um, but. You know, I've done, the, the, I suppose my best one, the one that really sticks in my mind is I've done one in London mm-hmm. last November. Yep. It's nearly a year ago now, it's crazy. Um, and it was a weird thing as well. It was so weird. I had like someone contact with me randomly on Facebook. Yeah. No connection to them. They've got no connection to any friends, anything like that. And you're thinking, it's going to be a bit dodgy, this. <laughs> Especially being from Dagenham, you've got like a six cents for it. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was all legit. It was, it was uh, like from like a PR company thing they put on nights in London for like, I suppose, up and coming artists and stuff. And um, he, he, he went, oh, I've got a few dates in mind, a few different places. So I'll send them through and let me know what you think. And you kind of go, oh, all right then. And like some of the places that popped up on this film was a bit crazy. Hmm. Like one of like one of them was like to do like a support slot for like he didn't say who it was for or anything like that, but he just said like the venues and like the kind of people you'd need to be attracting into there, like your own as a fans. Yeah. I ain't got fans, John. <laughs> the people who kind of listen are like friends and family and stuff. Exactly, yeah, that's what I've got, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, if they want to be my friends, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um and it was like it was like the O2 uh, Academy, isn't it? Like it's only like a small sort of venue, but it's like that's quite. I've been there so many times, like for gigs myself, like to go and watch it. Yeah, okay. It's do you know what I mean? So as soon as you see something like that, you kind of go, Jesus, right? Okay. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, that's that's way too. In my eyes, I'm like that's way too big. Like, I'm used to playing sort of open mic nights and like to, to four people. <laughs> like, um, so uh, he was like, oh, that's fine, that's fine. I've got some others in mind. And I ended up playing a place called uh, the George Tavern, mm-hmm. which is like sort of like Whitechapel's all the <laughs> Really old sort of um, pub. Um, it? it was just amazing in the end, though. There's about five or six acts. I went second on that one. Mm. But seemed to get um, nothing against other acts, but I seemed to get the better reaction. Oh, yeah. one, to the point To the point of even getting the crowd singing along. I know it's sort of cover or whatever, but... They they seem to shut off their I suppose everyone else in the place with the people they knew. Mm. They've got much to do like a, a crowd in front of them and it just shut everyone else off in this pub and but I had I finished on Teenage Dirtbag, which I hadn't <laughs> I hadn't really sort of played. I think did I play it that night? You did, yeah, because I played it later on as well. <laughs> it was the, I think <laughs> that was it. I think that's the first time I played it because it had been like ten years. Yeah, it was because I've done it. I got made to do a karaoke version on my 18th. Yeah. Which it, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. There's. Let's there, put it this way. It's like a really. I don't know how to describe it. It was a lot. I was. I was very hammered. Yeah. And I still don't quite remember it. But I've seen footage of it. 
and it's kind of like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Probably after a couple of whatever, <laughs> just trying to get through it. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's a lot of like growling and shouting and teen angst. <laughs> a completely different version to what the song really is. And it was like, I suppose when I got to doing when I was doing that gig, I think that's the first time I played it live, and I kind of just thought. It's ten years on. I can I can actually play the guitar to an average extent now. I can actually kind of sing to a very average, mediocre <laughs> extent now. I can kind of do it some justice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's, it's it goes down really well. I mean, you obviously you play it yourself now. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. and it's it is. It, crowds love it, mate. Like I remember um, when you were. <laughs> We both did it on the same night. And it was a, it's just such a like a great song. Like it, you know, I always um, it's something I've said on a few episodes now. But like I've uh, said about like you know the first ever album my parents ever bought me was the Weezer's album uh, because yeah. I just fell in love with that song. And like it's a song you can't go wrong to. You know, like <laughs> so I take it you know you you, you covered it because uh, after that time you saw yourself doing it ten years before you thought you know what I need to give this song some justice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really was, and to the point I think. Before, about a month or two before we'd done the gig in Basildon, mm-hmm. um, I, I was, like I say, I, can't, I, I do cover some stuff anyway when I'm sitting at home, and I've recorded them at times. Certain ones I think sounds all right. I'll stick that one up. Mm. I stuck about three up one night on Saturday night, just randomly, I was sitting there bored. <laughs> stuck the, um, stuck the Teenage Dirtbag one up, and I'm sitting there, it's on my Instagram something pops up Weetus like the video hmm. and I'm thinking oh it's just like a fan account go on no it's the actual Weetus yeah. <laughs> official account of like, like the video I was like well my Saturday night just got good yeah. <laughs> it was a it's a crazy thing right uh, Brendan B. Brown is a really nice guy um I've met him a couple of times uh, because of uh, I saw him at Chinneries and they sung that that hot one. You know, you know when you're the only person who knows any other song apart from Teenage Dirtbag, and you're there and you're saying all the other songs, but you know people just go Teenage Dirtbag, play that, and they're like, they want to make us go home happy, guys. Come on, we had to pick other songs here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I ended up like you know just naming all the songs, and then afterwards he was there like you know uh, we we had a chat and things like that. He follows me on Twitter. So, uh, nice. I might I might slide into them DMs see if he wants to come on sometime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably say no, but you know it's worth a shot. I got you Tim from Alistair, so you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah. How was that? I haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet. Hey, he's a really nice guy. He's really cool. Um, so, like, I'm uh, gonna try and get him on a, around Christmas time again because he's, he's saying he's got new stuff coming out. So, pretty How's hyped that? for that, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man. Like you know, what's the craziest gig you've probably ever played? <laughs> Apart from our night of uh, chaos. <laughs> that's. I suppose that's still. Yeah, that was a, that was probably the craziest one. <laughs> uh, the we. I'll tell you what the strangest one I've had. Go for it. Was uh, was with Joe again. Yeah. And I genuinely played to. Let's call it five people. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to say is that three of them, uh, three of them kind of don't count because one of them was Joe, one and the other two, no, the other one was another artist, and the other one was one of the bar staff that had to be there. <laughs> it was so in theory. <laughs> um, 
two people. <laughs> uh, it was and it was a last minute thing. Like Joey had, had a couple of people. You know, he, I have to give it to him. Like, he, he really does. He loves doing this. Mm. And, um, it's one of these things where he's like, when you do these like live nights and stuff, or live music in general, uh, these open mics. You know, um, a lot of people don't go to them as much nowadays. I find like, and it's a shame though because they are such such good nights and there's some really good acts out there yeah um, it was one of these yeah he, he'd had a couple of people just drop out on him or that he couldn't get hold of to find out and one of them that he knew for definite I got this call and, or no I got a text about 5 to 5 yeah. I'm finishing work and he goes listen mate I've been dropped in it. do you fancy playing tonight so I'm sitting I'm like well I'm not doing anything tonight so might as well you've, you've kind of got your, you know you start you know your set list to an extent or you can kind of make one up of that. Um, so I was like, yeah, okay, then. Got there, and it, it was just dead. It was kind of, <laughs> to the point I felt so bad for Joe, because he really just, you know, he rushes around, he, you know, his, his con- music is his life. He, I mean, mm. he plays um, in a band as well called uh, Hey See Dixie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which, if you've, if you've not listened to them, I suggest you do. They are amazing. <laughs> it's, you know, to an extent, it's, it's, it's cover songs, but it's like a bluegrass. Mm. And, I mean, they do some crazy covers themselves. I mean, I've heard them do uh, Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice, <laughs> and it's, it's brilliant. Honestly, <laughs> give them a check out. Um, but, yeah, I suppose that was, that was like one of the, the strangest ones and that. Mm. But um, I've, not had any, I've not had any too crazy apart from obviously the one we had where yeah. it, it was crazy <laughs> yeah um, I think they gave us probably I don't remember how much they paid us but they gave, they gave us a lot of money I'm pretty sure it was like 80 quid or something like that to me you know uh, you know like when, when, when they actually give you money like you know you're like what what did I do <laughs> it's, it's a mad yeah when I was like I was going, oh yeah just send us an invoice I'm going what I've never mm. I, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't know much about invoices before that. Yeah. And I was kind of, kind of thinking, have I got to pay you? Is that what that means? <laughs> like, <laughs> no one mentioned that before. Yeah, like, <laughs> to this day, it still I'm, blows my mind that people actually want to pay me to sing, you know. I'm not even a good singer. I'm, I'm a great entertainer, I'll give you that. But singer, no. I'm <laughs> you know. Um, like, I was saying uh, to uh, Emily, who uh, is going to, who's, episode we recorded the other night like once I played um, Romford and they gave me 120 quid in an envelope afterwards they're like you serious wow <laughs> yeah I was there like yeah, it just kind of felt like you know like you know a black market trade where like you know they just give you a hand you're like here's, here's the envelope <laughs> you know kind of thing I sit down and it's like just kick tongues here yeah. under the table <laughs> it still blows my mind man like you know but anyone would want to even pay me but <laughs> But like you know, just just the fact that you know, you know, obviously we're both two lads who started like you know from an open mic night, and then you know now we we've like done gigs where we'd headline and things like that. It's just just beyond belief to think you know how mine was just some you know hilarious joke that it probably still people think is a joke, uh, <laughs> and then like you know because uh, I I got around with people not even knowing my name for like three years. Like, oh, it's the Disney guy. I'm like, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> who's who in the right mind is going to say, oh, you know, Matthew Haslam Hammond's playing? They're like, who's he? Oh, you know, the guy who plays Disney. So I'm like, oh, the Disney guy. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, he's entertaining. Let's go see him. You know. <laughs> so you know, uh, just kind of like adapted to yeah, just being the Disney guy. You're right, Disney guy. Yeah, I'm not bad yourself. 
Uh, <laughs> the, some of the gigs have been funny, you know, like I've played, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think, you know, personally, my craziest one I ever played. I remember playing the Beehive, uh, it's in Basildon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And a few days before, uh, well, about a week or two before, I played um, the Golden Fleece in Chelmsford, and like, I just got heck, uh, heckled all the way through from these like lads who were like, you know, obviously just football fans who were drunk who just wanted to, you know, hear like, uh, like you know, Coldplay who I fucking hate, um, and like, you know, <laughs> just... I am the exact same. Yeah. Don't ever come and see me and expect a Coldplay song. It's not happening. Yeah, exactly. See, well, I think, are, are we are we brothers? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting more like it's like yeah. step brothers almost. Isn't it? Exactly, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, the bu- best friends. <laughs> we'll do the bunk bed scene. Well, <laughs> uh, like so, yeah. So I got like, heckled all the way through, and the, you know, I went the next day. I went to Slam Dunk Festival, and there's a guy who plays in like a metal band there, and he uh, he turned up and like. You pointed me out in the crowd and Disney guy. I was like, you alright? Yeah, we saw you yesterday. You got heckled bad. I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I think they were just pricks coming to see the other band or whatever. You know, don't worry about it. You know, you're, you're amazing or whatever. But, like, I was coming up to play in the Beehive and I remember, like, you know, oh, kind of lost a bit of confidence here. You know, I don't really want to play it, but, you know, when you kind of agree to it. So I messaged, uh, messaged uh, Fraser. You've probably met him uh, through, like, um, doing Culture Club and things like that. He's in the. Uh, the uh, what's it the uh, the number seven band I can't remember what they're called but they're absolutely amazing. Um, I know what you mean. And he, um, you know, I, I messaged him saying like, you know, I'm kind of you know wanting to pull out of this gig and he's and he's just asked me why and I was there like, oh, I played a really bad gig the other day, man. And like you know, just kind of losing the confidence. He 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 reassured me, you know, and I went there and honestly, it was one of the funniest gigs I ever played because I was just there just like given like. This amount of time just to play, you know, all these songs. And I had like these, these, this like little indie duo who were on before me who absolutely smashed it out of the water. Uh, <laughs> but I went on after him, and then like, and there was this guy who just kept getting up and dancing. I think his name was Dave or something. He was like a local there. And like, if you, yeah. if you go like, oh yeah, uh, it's for Dave, you know, they'll give you like a special glass, you know, that's like a Foster's <laughs> glass or something. But he, he drinks another beer out of it. So what happened was he was dancing to my music. I stopped the song. I went, Ladies and gentlemen, this guy is an absolute trooper. <laughs> Give it up for him. And like, we were just having so much fun being that guy all the way through it, you know. Like, and he, you know, at the end of the gig, um, someone pulled me aside and thank you for like, you know, making him involved. You know, he's uh, terminally ill, and like, you know, he's been told he's only got like, you know, uh, you know, a few years to live or whatever. Um, so I went up to him after the set and I said to him, "Oh yeah, what are you having?" And uh, <laughs> he said, "Like, um, I have, you know." like a Peroni, but it's in a Foster's glass. Say it's from, you know, for me. I was like, all right, cool. So I went and got him the drink. Uh, when, when I gave him the drink, raised his hand in the air like he won a wrestling match. Damn, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, everyone just gave him a round of applause and, uh, you know, I just, yeah, you know, it was, it was such a cool experience, you know, just the fact that, you know, and like the, the people, you know, like, I think like the landlady was there or like, um, and she was watching me throughout, and then she couldn't stop, like, you know, laughing and singing along, and her kids were there. And I remember I messed up once, so I went, oh, fuck, oh, oh Jesus Christ, his kids here. <laughs> but she just laughed it off. I was like, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, like, um, 
and then like it was last year uh, that I played this one, and then like it, it was it's a sad story because they they said like, mate, you're definitely playing B B Festival next year. You know we're we're getting you back or whatever. Like you know even like the landlady agreed and all that. And then obviously because of that goddamn c word that's happened in the world, uh, I never got to play a uh, B Festival. <laughs> I know, you know. I think I feel like you know when when you look at your life, B festivals up there with the uh, <laughs> the gigs you want to play. But if it happens next year, Sam, you're getting you on there as well. <laughs> I'm up for it. You're like round the corner. Around the corner so it's it's only around the corner, so yeah. <laughs> I've got no excuse again. That's too far, mate. I remember I asked my mate Rob. I was there like. Um, what's the pub the beehive like? And he turned around to me. Was I like, yeah, it's good. Uh, just just take a bulletproof vest. <laughs> They're like, oh god, is that bad? Is it? I think it's, yeah, it's, it's alright. I tell you what, it was actually a really nice pub, and there was a guy behind the bar who looked exactly like me. So we had a we have a triplet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the GWA is growing. <laughs> so either my dad or your dad's getting around. Like, <laughs> well, technically it's the same dad, right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, man, like. Touching on earlier, you do meet so many cool guys, like you know, and girls as well. Like to be fair, from doing all this music, like, it's it's so weird. Like I think it's it's that everyone's in that same boat when you get there, hmm. and it's I mean, like I say, I've, you, you do something. <laughs> like I'll be honest, London. As much as I say it's the best one, the people I met on the night, not so much. <laughs> Not really. I, honestly, because you, you do get people like it when it comes to music, I find that some people are very much, how do you put it, in the nicest way. They, they believe their own hype to an extent. Can't play There's like that, that aura, that, yeah, that aura about them, isn't there? Mm. It's the, I'm, I'm, I'm the lead singer of this band and we're going to be massive. That's mm. great. But you're not massive yet. <laughs> it's that yeah I kind of like there was people you go and talk to um, and you go oh like, that's really good tonight like, like your voice is amazing and it's like cheers and you, like I'm not I'm not saying that because I want you to say something back mm. but it was like the thing of just being brushed off and you kind of go okay off you go then. I'm not yeah. and you just don't get that when, obviously when you play the other gigs I'm, it was the first time I'd had or, or I'd really sort of seen that yeah of course yeah and it's, it's, a, it's a downside of times, but I don't see why people can, are that way. We're all in the same boat. We're getting up there. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I, I always have the uh, the thing where, like, you know, every time I play with anybody, I'll make sure I go up to them and, like, you know, say, obviously, amazing set, you know, like, because usually they are. Um, I, I remember once playing in... Uh, <laughs> in Chelmsford and like uh, this girl uh, was on after me and like you know she basically was singing over an iPad so it was like she was doing like karaoke kind of thing and you know when you kind of sit there like I don't know if I should feel insulted about this you know <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like yeah, she's a good singer but my god I put on a show of a lifetime to sing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I played the guitar and sung yeah and didn't mess up once <laughs> That's a personal best for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, there's definitely always a guitar slip somewhere in my set, you know. A, you know, like Easter eggs in movies, it's like my set, you know, you had to spot, well, he messed up there. <laughs> played an A when he should have played a yeah. B. Exactly. It's always that. <laughs> I always, and I, I, I'm, I've got no poker face when I do it at all. <laughs> just you like do it. Just, you, 
I'm, I forget. So I think I forget the mic. Sarah, sometimes I go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I just laugh it. Obviously, I just go, "Oh, it's just playing." Yeah. You know that. <laughs> no one, no one wants to see me standing there just struggling, like going, "No, is it G?" Do, do, just skip over it and get to the big, you know. <laughs> Crack on. The, the worst That's thing is when you um. Is when you sing like a higher key than what you you put your guitar for, you know, like when you put the capo <laughs> on, you know, like <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna restart that song. Sorry about this. Just, <laughs> yeah. just a technical difficulty uh, and back into it, you know. Like. That's that's when I make out that I've got something in my throat. It's like a few coughs and which you can't do these days because everyone's gonna shoot sales going on. But there's <laughs> you get everybody's attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've not, but going back to what you said, I've not really had that thing of, uh, I've not been heckled, um, so I can only imagine that's got to be, it's not, the, the, you know, it's not the nicest thing, but you do, I don't know if you kind of get, you do get sometimes when you're at gigs, and I, I kind of notice when people just do not pay attention at all, Yeah, I, I get that they can be there for, you know, they're, they're there to see maybe like their, their friend or things like that, but... Mm-hmm. It, when I go, I still give, you know, you still, I think you should be there to still listen to everyone else. Yeah. And some people just don't. <laughs> and there's like an element of like, it's, it's like I say, it's not it's not like a, they was our wife, but they was like right next to the stage of one of them. I still remember this because he, he was one of my first couple and he was the first one saying something really annoyed me. And I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> but apparently, when I get annoyed, I just stare them down and play really aggressively. <laughs> the guitar takes the brunt of it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like they were just back to me on their phones talking, like, or more or less shouting at each other. And you could, it's, it's a little bit like, you're kind of like, come on, that's like, like you say, it's the same sort of thing. They're probably having a few drinks and maybe you have a drink. Hmm. You do get naturally loud up, but it was, it was quiet. It was almost off putting, but he kind of spurred me on to. But I think I just ended up playing a lot faster and a lot louder. A song that normally lasts me three and a half minutes was suddenly like a punk song. And it was like, it was done in like a minute and a half of me just furiously, just like sort of like strumming and just staring at them. And yeah, he was like, yeah. But no, he's, I, do, I love it. I just love it. Yeah, yeah, it's like it has been, you know, one thing that's been missing from my life. Like, I I can't remember the last time I even played, you know, a gig. To be honest with you, like, it's uh, still uh, probably last year at some point. Yeah, really not too sure. Um, Uh, I mean, I even tried um, at the beginning of the whole lockdown thing. Um, I've done a couple like on a Saturday night, Hmm. just over Facebook and. You know, I just kept it to some covers because I thought, you know, I know people were kind of doing their own things and doing quizzes and whatnot, but it was just another way to kind of think, oh, let's just try and give people something else to do when they're sitting there. Hmm. And it seemed, to, it seemed to go well, but it just, from my side of things, it kind of wasn't the same. Yeah. It missed that. You missed that sort of, I don't know, there's, there's that interaction where you can see people are physically enjoying it. Hmm. At times, I love. I love even if it's like a cover. I love you see people really getting into it because it's that song that, that you know could mean something to them, and it's it's amazing just to see that like, look on their face and stuff. But yeah, it's I can't wait to do it again. It's, it's my my favorite thing about doing it is when like you um 
you're in a place and then you know obviously uh, like there'll be someone else who's come to see someone else but you know the, when when like you know you're playing they catch your eye and they just start smiling they you know they're having a good time you're like yeah I've, uh, I've done it <laughs> it's like it is it's nice and you, like you say when people come up to you and stuff as well you know I'm not doing it to get audience or anything like that because mm. I love it but it's the feet I'm, I'm socially awkward when people come up afterwards mm. and they go you was, that was so good I really like that was amazing and I'm just I sort of cringe <laughs> I don't know how to take mm. compliments very well so I can't just curl up and um, I go like, oh yeah cheers thanks yeah and <laughs> it just goes a bit awkward yeah <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's nice it, especially if they sort of come up and go back you know, if they say something and it's like one of the, your actual songs that you've wrote as well, it's you think, oh, okay, that that one, that's really at home. It's yeah, it's it's. I, I miss it. <laughs> I miss it. I um like I, I'm actually uh, I've got Asperger syndrome as a form of autism, um and like um when when someone will come up to me and say to you, like me, oh I'm like you know a fan of yours, I'm like just don't know how to react I'm just saying like yeah. I just feel really overwhelmed I'm like oh god um, you could probably pick better artists but you know uh, <laughs> like especially like you know when you have someone who's like you know amazing coming on like you know Louise Curtin's coming on a bit She she's better well like way better you know yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's it's mind blowing really like the fact you know you think that you know someone like you know who's actually come up to you and said like yeah I really like your stuff you're like thank you I didn't write it, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's a nice thing. But I just, I'm the same. I do not know how to react, hmm. and it's it's just like an awkward. Oh yeah, thanks. Uh, I don't know what else to say to you. <laughs> well, I'm normally quite confident and really like sociable, but for some reason, I just, I just don't know. I just. I just die. Yeah. <laughs> just in that moment, like, I physically sort of shrivel, like in front of them, just start melting. Like <laughs> one of my hardest things to do is like when like is to actually look someone in the eyes when they're telling me these kind of things. Like, yes. Especially like I'm, when they're I'm, like I'm a stranger to them. I'm just some prick who just got up there and played under the sea for like forty five <laughs> minutes. And uh, they come out to me, going, "Oh, you were amazing! I, you know, when are you next playing? You know." Oh. Now, the worst thing I ever get asked is, oh, can you play a wedding? I'm like, you can pick a better singer than me to probably play under the sea for you. <laughs> you know, like, my worst fear is basically them going like, yeah, why don't you just play our first dance? I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> no, it's not happening. It's like, especially the amount of times I'm going to miss out. It's your happiest day of your life. And me playing like, you know, Beauty and the Beast or something like that. And just be like... Because it always comes to that like last verse. There's a reason why I never do the songs. Because like, like you know, the, the the rest of the song goes together, and then it comes certain nerves. The sounds like where did that part come from? <laughs> that is definitely what I don't think I would ever do a wedding or anything like that. Because I'll... if they watch me properly, in the amount of times I forget the lyrics or yeah. or mess things up, I ain't doing that and having that on my conscience. <laughs> I've actually do played remember, once. Do you remember our first dance when Sam proper? I've actually played one and uh, it, it was it was a good laugh. Um 
Right, um, but yeah, obviously they'd done all the things or whatever and I was just there for the evening entertainment and I played like an hour set but they just gave me free drinks all night and just said like you know uh, help yourself to whatever you want and I was just there by myself at this wedding they asked me how much are you going to charge I was there like it's your wedding day I'm not going to you know charge you money you know and in the end they just gave me 50 quid and I was there like well that's fair enough thank you <laughs> but you know yeah. you didn't have to do that because at the end of the day like but you know, kind of a uh, you know, kind of gives me a bit of like lab points showing that I'm actually a nice guy and I'd play your wedding for free. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, I, that's like like you say though like, about like when you get if you ever get paid for a gig, I kind of it's a weird feeling to get that as well. Mm. I I really don't do it f- for that either. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. You kind of get gig, like if they offer it, you kind of go, oh, I don't really don't really want it in a way. I feel. Mm. You've got me all wrong. <laughs> Especially when they give you money and there's no one there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I didn't bring anyone in. Especially when it's kind of like in a handshake as well. And you just, you do, well, it's like a magic trick. They just dynamite some money into your <laughs> You feel really dodgy then. Yeah. <laughs> a little tap on the nose, just about to anyone there. Bad like. It's like a Magnum deal all of a sudden. What? what? <laughs> I, I love doing it, man. Like, I really do. I can't like 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 you. I can't wait till you know. Obviously, it's gonna be you know back or whatever. But we're probably gonna be waiting to twenty twenty two, aren't we? This rate, <laughs> you know. It feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I've got bad news. I forgot under the sea. Uh, think of another song. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember one guy. He always he was like a regular at the pub, and he and, like one time didn't play under the sea, and he goes, "When are you gonna do the song about the fishes?" <laughs> the song about the fish. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, always, I always thought to myself, you know what, playing gigs, I'm going to pick up a load of chicks. Never really have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, could, that could be the other reason I actually started playing guitar and it's never, it's never paid off in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you set up couples by doing these songs somehow. You see other couples getting off and the next, you know, you're like, well, I don't know what's happening with me. I'm obviously, you know, uh, not a good enough singer or something, you know, like... <laughs> Maybe I will take that money. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, uh, you know, with that money, I can buy a bottle of whiskey to drown my sorrows because I saw someone being happy and making out of my gig. <laughs> but yeah, like you get, you know, uh, you get like a lot of people compliment you, like especially like you know, women, you know, are very compliment, you know, complimentary. Uh, I think that's probably the one word, wrong word, sorry. Uh, but uh, <laughs> like you know, because they're like, going, oh, I love the Little Mermaid, so you know, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like, and then obviously with you, you got your own stuff, and you know, like you, you, you just got like you know, uh, the kind of like the DIY kind of style, like you know, um, you know, genre that you absolute get up there and you rock it, you know, like you know, you're just all natural. Where you know, it's me trying to sing like bloody you know uh tom delong or whatever because like, of growing up with like bands like blink 182 you know but let's be honest if you're covering blink and it's tom singing there's no other way to sing it oh, exactly I, I mean I, I tried it recently i tried to cover um i miss you and I, hmm. again i stuck up on the insta and i just i struggled to be in the takes it was so hard not to just do an imitation of it. Mm. <laughs> he's got, he's just got that voice, isn't he? You yeah. just kind of want to, you just want to do it. 
Mm. Uh, I, I, I think I've done it on karaoke once. My mate dared me to. Well, I say I think because I was probably hammered. And uh, like you know, I, I, you know, I can. I, I'm. I'm. Like, I like it doing impersonations anyway. Like when I do like Louis Armstrong, I'll get out there and go. Oh, the trees are green. Like the whole <laughs> like Elvis. Like oh, I wish I was. Elvis, <laughs> you know, like uh, started doing Billy Idol. Like last night, little angel. from above. You know that. You know when it comes to um. Tom DeLong, so you know, comes up the Mark Hoppers part, so I'm going to go, Hello there, the angel from my nightmare, the shadow in the background of the morph. And then, like, it comes to, uh, like, the Tom DeLong part, you know, he's like, Where are you? And I'm so sorry, I cannot sleep, I cannot dream at night, you know, like, it's. It's, it's just got to be done. Exactly. It, but it's, it's, I, I say it's got to be, you can't help but do it. I can do that part fine, <laughs> but get into the chorus. <laughs> Don't waste. He keeps going up the steps. I like, fuck you. <laughs> Stop getting higher, Tom. Yeah, you're making me look bad on karaoke. <laughs> you know, but um, it, oh man, like, so, that's why. Also, I, I like driving because I, I have when I'm driving, I have music on quite loud, and I'm always singing still. That's why I don't like driving in the summer too much because the windows are normally down, and I forget that they're down. Yeah. And it's that moment when you're pulling up in traffic as well and you're doing like a Tom DeLong sort of, <laughs> you know, you're doing that impression and also you catch eyes of the guy next to you saying, oh, darn, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to melt in my car for a bit till you go away. <laughs> I'm doing a witness back up. I know that, especially like, I usually just turn the music down and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the mood because there have been times where they've, if they've laughed... Then I kind of still give it some. Yeah. yeah. But it's that when you get a really judging look, or so, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I will still sing at them. Depends on it. Depends, I suppose. Sometimes I feel like, oh no, that's a bit of a weird one to call me on. Yeah. <laughs> Good laugh in it, you know. As long as you're having fun, I suppose, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like so, during lockdown, anyway, uh, um, you actually put uh, you made an EP and you actually put it up. On, is it on Spotify? Indeed. I did, yeah. Tell us, tell us about all it. Good, it's on all good streaming websites. Because you can't really say music stores now because it's not out there. But <laughs> I know, right? I went to Sainsbury's the other day to buy that new Queen CD for my dad. And next, you know, I said like, yeah, we don't do CDs anymore. It's like, I'm guessing it's a dead technology. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be you have to go to a proper record shop or to a HMV. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So um, it's been something, I, you know, I've always kind of thought of doing. Um and I don't know, it's, like you say, this this whole year is, at times you are kind of struggling with things to do, in a mm. sense, and you've, you know, people have taken up new hobbies and stuff like that, and it was, I kind of toyed, or I've been playing around with recording and stuff like that, but didn't, I have no idea what I was doing. So I kind of just started to throw myself into it, you know, um, you know, lockdown, lockdown's been tough for everyone. Um, it's been a bit of a struggle at times for myself. Went through a breakup and stuff like that. Yeah, same. It's free time <laughs> on your hands, I suppose. Mm. Um, and I, I suppose that was like, in a way, that was like the thing that I suppose helped me a little bit through all that. Mm. Um, you know, when it sort of first happened, the first, first few, I suppose like the first three or four weeks after it, I, I, I struggled to pick up that guitar. Hmm. I, I was like picking it up, but I just couldn't, 
couldn't focus. Yeah. I, I couldn't focus on that. Couldn't focus on a lot of things. Um, you know, it's hard. But then it just kind of started to click. I started to get back into it a little bit. And then I thought, you know what? This 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 track recording it got one done. I thought actually that's gone a bit better than I thought. Oh, while it's all out, I'll do another one. And I was like, I can actually do the EP. And it was just kind of like before I knew it, I'd like more or less, I'd more or less recorded it in in a day because yeah. it's only it's, you know it's, it's only the acoustic and um, me singing gets it. How, how it, that was the thing in my head. I was like, when I first was toying with things, I was I was toying with the idea. When I write songs, I kind of write them with. Um, they're not actually acoustic in my head mm. to an extent. You know, I'm already writing like I'm already thinking of like a bass line that goes with it. The you know, like some lead parts. I'm thinking like a whole you know band to an extent, but I haven't got a whole band. So, so obviously, when I get on stage, it's still got to be just that raw format of how it started off. Mm. But it's just an acoustic song. Um, so I kind of obviously. As I say, I was, toying, I was trying that out and it wasn't quite working. Yeah. So I went, oh, let's just record an acoustic EP to an extent. That's kind of what people are seeing me doing on stage and stuff. So, you know, let's kind of see how that goes. And I recorded it pretty much in a day. Um, I think I must have had it all done within about a week. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of reading online. Had to get, you know, get parts sounding a little bit better. I'll be, I'll, you know, I'll be open and honest. I still don't think it's great, but I'm still quite. For my first go, I'm still proud of it. You yeah, know? of course. It's it's something that I've kind of. It's not self-talk. Like I said, I've read things and watched videos and stuff. But from when I look at what was first recorded to then how it ended up at the end, I can see I've kind of done a better job with it to an extent so but I'm still quite proud of it because you know it's something I've wanted to do and I've, I've, I've done it <laughs> I've done it <laughs> it was a it was a weird feeling like to then go back through it you know there was there's two songs on there that are one's brand new um, the others I, I, you know what there's one that I think I've only played live once mm. I want to say uh, and that was at the, the gig I did in London, um, which is called The Getaway. The other one, Special Soul, was the new one. The other three, I've played at gigs, uh, not always at every gig, but they've you know, been played quite a lot in rotation to an extent. Um, so if anyone's been to see me, they're going to have heard the other sort of three. But uh, yeah, I just, I loved it. Yeah. I loved doing it. And it was, it was, it was kind of a thing that sort of helped me get through a bit of a, a shit patch to an extent and you know it's sort of it's helped it's yeah. and that's what that's what music the power of music <laughs> it's always been that's just, like I said when it came to like um, when Joe asked me all that time like do you write around songs and I said I've been doing it for years it's, it's been a thing that's kind of it's helped me out like to just vent things out it kind of, you know because sometimes I read things back and I think that is fucking dreadful but <laughs> but then I might actually end up using it in another song because then all of a sudden I look at it and I was like, I go, oh, that, that part there fits with that. That's great. I love that. Mm. And then it is, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. But um, 
yeah, it's. I'm just glad that I've done it in the end. Okay, you know, okay. it's, it's, it's again with it. I'm not. I've not done any of this to kind of. Um, I've never had a feeling in my head that like I'm ever going to make it or that it's going to suddenly blow up and take over the world with it. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just fun to do. It's, it's something I'm so passionate about music. It's just amazing. Course, it's yeah. something I'm so obsessed with and always have been since I was like a kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, and I, I don't think I'd ever change in that sense. And, yeah, I'll definitely do it again. Yeah, man, like, um, I, I think lockdown was hard on everyone, like, um, it even, you know, it sucked for me and things like that, like, but, like, you, um, you obviously, like, you've got, is, how, is that a five-song EP, is it, or is it a six-song? I, I want to I think it's five. <laughs> <laughs> is that bad? I can't remember that. I'm t- I think it's, it is five. I don't know why I'm questioning it. Yeah. It's definitely five. We, we had uh, Tim Rogler from Alistair on. He, he didn't even remember the. Uh, he didn't even remember his uh, like single that he released before lockdown. So uh, <laughs> he said, "I don't even remember what the song's called." <laughs> but, yeah. it's weird, it's right. If there is if there is a sixth one there, then it's a bonus track. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're, all, you're all lucky. <laughs> <laughs> or unlucky, whether, whether you like it or not. If you like it, you're lucky. If you don't. You know, you, you say you've been writing for years, and like you know, for me, like writing a song is like the hardest thing ever to do. Like I've only ever wrote two songs, and like you know how you said like you think of it in your head, and you feel like you know, ah, so that's gonna sound amazing. I wrote a song called Night Elf, uh, which is you know, uh, first song I ever wrote, and um, it, <laughs> uh, in my head it was a new metal song, like you know. I have scored eggs. I'm a motherfucking night elf in the end. I have scored eggs. I'm a motherfucking night elf. And everyone goes night elf, you know. And then uh, I wrote a song called "The Perfect Ending," was about my grandma's uh, like last day on earth, and you know, it's a really nice song. And uh, I played it at my mum's funeral, and like, I've never felt stone legged so stone legged in my life, you know. Thinking, you know, you know, when you have that confidence, like, yeah, I played to one crowd. I've played to all of them, you know. And the next, you know, you're there at a funeral, going, oh shit. <laughs> but. um yeah, no, like, um, so I don't know how you do it, man. Like, you know, to me, pens of paper, write the song. Sometimes, you know, you have it in your head, like, and you, you know, like, so, you know, ah, sweet, that sounds amazing. You get your phone out, voice clip it, and you're like, great, now I just have to write the rest of the song. You, know, you just never get around <laughs> to it. You know, that's how I look at it. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, I had this sort of conversation with uh, one of my friends I've done, in the, um, in the past few weeks like we say about lockdown it's been difficult I've struggled at times massively and I don't with the whole like mental health aspects and stuff mm-hmm. it's been a big sort of test I think I've been I've become very open with it though mm-hmm. through this as well because you you do have to you, and especially like I say I think the breakdown the breakdown the breakup sorry <laughs> the breakup in lockdown that's what I was trying to say the breakup in lockdown you know cool you know, that sort of, I suppose, heightened it more. Yeah. Um, because you can't do your normal thing, I suppose, like if I think, oh, we're going down to the pub with my mates. I know drinks are not going to help, but yeah. Um, but anyway, and that was like the thing that I struggled with in them sort of like three, three or four weeks afterwards. I mm. couldn't pick a guitar, like I couldn't pick it up and do anything. I couldn't, couldn't even do a cover. <laughs> it was like that you know there's so many different things that's going on in your head but then suddenly it just sort of cleared and uh, the past few weeks I've been back on track I've been myself again and mm. 
it's all of them good. And suddenly I've wrote about three or four songs in the last three weeks. Yeah. I'm not saying they're all done, but <laughs> there's definitely, it's all pretty much there. Mm. <laughs> it's, you know, you, I, I, I would look at it and I, I play for it and I go, I'm not quite sure about that bit. I still need to think. So, so for me, the, the process is very different every time. Um, you know, you hear a lot of artists when you listen to them talk about how they write songs. Some write the lyrics first, figure out the music later, or they do it with the music and then figure out the lyrics at another point. And mine's kind of a mix of all of it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm sitting there and I'll be, you know, sort of playing the chords, I suppose, and then suddenly the lyrics just kind of fall. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Like they just fall into place a little bit. Like I'm, I suppose, like you sort of plan along. Um, and I kind of maybe would be humming the, the harmonies when they're singing it, or how I would maybe sing it, or sing along to it. And then suddenly, I suppose, the what you're thinking of at the time starts to form into yeah. lyrics. I know it sounds strange at times, but it's kind of how it works. And before I know it, I've kind of got it written. But then there's other times where, you know, like, like you say, um, when things are a bit tough and I'll be like, I'll be sitting there and saying something maybe stressing me out a little bit so I'm thinking about it quite a lot and then that's it, I'm starting to write about it. Mm. Um, but I might not be able to write like a whole song. Yeah. I might only get like a verse and maybe a bit of a chorus and then I'll be struggling to write this other verse and then I'll leave it I feel better because I've kind of got I suppose some things off your chest and then Maybe I'll look at it again a couple of weeks later, mm. just scrolling. Like if, if, if I've done it on my phone or if it's on paper, I might be sitting there just looking at it again, going, oh, and then suddenly starts, it starts to form again. And you think, oh, actually, that would be quite a good line. And then, but I have, I've got, I've got, <laughs> it's kind of everywhere as well, like typical mm. feeling of like life being a mess. My music is a mess. There's, <laughs> there's lyrics and notes in the notes section on my phone. There's, <laughs> There's video recordings where I'm not even in the video. It's just because I've like I've got to get this bit recorded before I forget <laughs> how it sounds. There's voice notes where I'm doing it very quiet, like when I used to do it at my desk in work, and it's like, don't let anyone hear you. And it's like whispering <laughs> the like the tone and that. So like as I think I don't want people to think I'm weird just singing to myself in this weird tone. Um, yeah, there's I've I've got I've got it. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. In that sense, it's a bit of a mess, but it kind of comes together. <laughs> I can imagine, like you know, um, uh, like um, you doing that, and then like someone coming up to so you going, "Oh, Sam, that's a nice song you sing." You know, who actually uh, wrote that? <laughs> and like, um... <laughs> really? this guy right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it just sounds like you know, you're 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 so passionate. It's amazing, man. Like. Um, you know, I, I envy the fact that you can write all these songs and still to this day, like, <laughs> you know, just like... It's, it's strange as well. I feel, like I said, I never used to do anything with them. So I never used to take it kind of seriously. Hmm. To an extent, I suppose, I, yeah, I don't know. Because sometimes I'd look at it and think, quite if I wrote this, I'm not doing anything with it. And hmm. I kind of wanted to, but didn't really, I suppose, know how to to an extent or anything, I don't know. But Joe, I think when Joe sort of like said about that gig that time, it was like that thing of, well, you need to do that. Hmm. And it just kind of opened something and it was the next step that I kind of needed, I suppose. Yeah. And now it's, now it's that thing that like when I do gigs, I'm kind of thinking, you know, it sounds stupid, but some of my songs I've played 
like one of them I know I've probably played at every gig and some <laughs> and there is times I go oh, I'm kind of bored of playing that one <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I was like with uh, my song Night Elf people kept requesting it. I was like I don't really want to play it you know I played it about three bloody times already you know? <laughs> there is there's, there's one like, um, I mean one of my last gigs um, my mum was at and she, she was like oh you didn't play what's it called I'm like I've played it like pretty much every time I've been playing it for about three years nearly kind of done with it for the time being yeah. <laughs> it's a good job it never went big because then I'd have to play it <laughs> you know yeah I always, always had that you're obliged <laughs> to play it at that point and yeah <laughs> like my uh, my dad he he hates like you know swearing he even hates me swearing but he goes hey, when are you going to do that mother effing night elf song <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. In like. some form, you can kind of get away with it. People don't mind as much. Yes. Yeah. He goes like, "Well, you could always change the words to the mother loving night elf." But I'm like, "Yeah." Can't, can't really see that happening, you know. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your uh, biggest influence in music then? Um, the thing that uh, do you know what um, from actual musicians, mm-hmm. and that's that sounded. It's gonna that's gonna sound like almost rude when I come up with other things, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from from a professional uh, standpoint, growing up, um, I mean, obviously growing up in the nineties in that sense, Oasis were massive, mm. and they're one of like the earliest things I remember growing up. So like, I suppose I suppose you say like Noel Gallagher to an extent, you know, it's there's that, but then I my music taste is very varied mm. in that sense. So. Um, I grew up listening to all sorts in that way. Like a lot of a lot of my family listens to different things. Mm. There's you know, <laughs> like you've got like when I'm like my nan and granddad you'd be around there, Nan used to have like a couple gold on and she's got like Patsy Klein and things like that on. And it's like a thing in your head, you kinda of go, I loved all that. My granddad <laughs> my granddad used to listen to a lot of <laughs> This isn't one of my influences, but it just so stands out all the time. But I used to listen to a lot of uh, like proper Irish folk music. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, be, like, and I mean proper heavy Irish folk music. And Grandad is in no way Irish whatsoever. And it was like the weirdest sort of thing to go like, like it was like born and bred East London sort of thing. You go, where have you got that from? But that's like, great though. And then you go, well, it's all right. But like, <laughs> it just didn't make sense. But yeah, so me growing up as a kid, I had like a lot of... Um, Listen, like, a couple of my cousins they were like right into their sort of like what we would call like, up, like old school sort of music and like when the prodigy was first coming through so you grew up listening to it at that point as I say Oasis all the Britpop era you know I've got uncles that were into obviously they've always been into rock so you'd hear them like playing things like the jam and things and yeah it's, 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 it's varied and then obviously me when I got to sort of about I suppose like I, I don't know. I was always into music. I, like a Christmas list for me would always have like a mixture. Even as a kid, it'd have like a mixture of toys. But there's also like albums on it and stuff. And, like in that sense, it's weird in a way. Like albums, I probably shouldn't be listening to at that age. Either. And it's kind of where have you got that from? Um, so yeah. So growing up, I suppose the the main sort of like ones was probably Oasis was a big one. When I when I finally sort of like went back into like I'm gonna play guitar hmm. was when I was probably about fifteen. Yeah. I started teaching. I bought it and started teaching myself at sixteen. But 
was things like Arctic Monkeys and things like that. Um, Big Quake too. You know, again, it was so it was just so varied. It's hard to pinpoint one particular, but the thing that really made me want to get into music and learn to play um, was watching my uncles play. Hmm. Um, I've got I've got um, two of my uncles both play instruments, and they're in um, they're in a band and stuff as well. Is it an I've Irish folk band? It's not an Irish folk band. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> I'd love to have a go. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. They um, played. Uh, there used to be five of them, but two, uh, two. I think one lives in Australia or something, and one lives in New Zealand. So it's become three of them. Yeah. And they kind of just get together and just do things every now and then. Um, and then they ended up asking me to sort of help out a little bit. But growing up, they. I remember just going around the house, and like my uncle Keith, like would always you know, the acoustics around and when they'd start playing with it, like in front of the family and stuff. And it used to just fascinate me, like from an early age, just like thinking I'd love to do that. Hmm. And it was just like, just seeing how it just brings a room together. Yeah. You know, like it could be a simple thing of like, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily like playing the song, but Wonderwall, as we've mentioned before. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, as an Oasis fan, I detest the song. I really don't like it. It's one of the, most overrated songs they've got in their arsenal. <laughs> um, but they play it and you watch a crowd come together. Mm, and it's just that feeling of like, wow, that's that's that. That's just a song. That's that's amazing. And so I, I, I kind of put it down to them. Yeah. A lot of it. Right. They they really did it was, it was just watching them. And that's the thing that kind of made me go, I really want to do that. Mm. But then I say the other artists kind of give you that little thing of, oh, I can't want to do it because you look cool doing it. <laughs> there's, that, there's that element as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's quite a touching tribute, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, um, like, what was your favourite Oasis song then? It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I'd probably say my all-time favourite, though, is probably Slide Away. Oh, nice. So it's and and I don't really play it too often. I mm. think I think Liam started playing it a bit more recently. Yeah. because uh, I think the crowd have always wanted it. Mm. And now he's not I suppose he's got a bit more control over himself in that sense. Yeah, so, yeah, man. <laughs> uh he can go, Well yeah, screw it, I'm playing it. <laughs> um but it's just it's just when I was growing up and I remember the first time I heard it and it's just that first note at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's just one note on the guitar, but he just hits and then when everything else sort of drops drops in the riff and that it just I was like Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, and I know there's like a lot of people that like obviously hear them and you know they they get slated. You know, they you know they don't deny it. They're very heavily influenced by the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, very I, true. I, yeah, I, and I love the Beatles. So <laughs> there's times when I do listen to Oasis songs and I go, "That's the Beatles," and that bit you've blatantly like, ripped off that riff. But my god, are you doing it well? <laughs> it's like when you it's listen like, to uh, Don't Back It, Don't Look Back in Anger at the very start of the piano pieces, Imagine, isn't it? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's gone, I like Imagine, but I'm just going to drop that one call down and just play two instead. And then, <laughs> and then you can't say I've nicked it, even though you know I have. <laughs> um, and even like cigarettes and alcohol is blatantly a rip-off of T-Rex and that, like, and it, oh, it's, but it's still just this thing of they openly kind of admit it and they you know they they I will give it to him he kind of does like pen when he's when he's taking stuff he still puts them down on like the songwriting thing mm-hmm. to say yeah I have nicked that bit from there but I've taken it and 
maybe he's changed a couple of notes so it's not the exact <laughs> <Yeah>. same <laughs> but they yeah so Oasis had a big they had a big influence at the beginning yeah um, but as I say you, you, I got to sort of I want to say about 9 or 10 and that's when I started to I suppose find my own feet within music mm-hmm. that's when I started to listen in, well I started listening to things like Blink-182 I think they was coming, well, I know Blink were, but I try and think, I think Sun 41 and all that was coming out around that sort of time yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, it's not too long after, like, when I was about 9 or 10. But like, again, we us. So it was like, I started, and that's where people in the family might not be listening to it. A couple of cousins were, but a lot of people weren't. Mm. And it's that thing where you start to go, oh, okay, that's good. And then you go, oh, hang on, there's a, there's a different genre here called rap. And what's this? And it was, <laughs> this music's just so varied across the board and it's just yeah I love it <laughs> yeah, yeah. my, my favourite Oasis song is uh, Some Might Say love it yeah <laughs> exactly see that's the thing Wonderwall is overrated <laughs> <laughs> it was the my, my, my story about why I love it is my favourite Oasis song is because um, I come back from America once uh, and uh, my uh, one of my friends picked me up uh, like you know you're in the airport and things like that you still don't feel like you're home then you get in the car, it comes on the radio, you're like, Oasis, okay, I'm in the UK now, <laughs> I'm, I'm home, you know. <laughs> it, like, it, yeah. just, just that, you know, just kind of made it for me, like, so I, yeah, I really like that song. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so what about, what, what about you growing up, what was like your sort of influences? Uh, well, um, my dad uh, is a massive Queen fan, um, and um, so basically me and my brother would grow up we never had pop music on in the house. We basically had that. And then uh, we, we, we liked the song Three Lines, of course, by but Dill Skinner and the Lightning Seeds. Uh, so that got played. And then it wasn't until like our teenage years, like, you know, uh, when we started uh, high school, that, you know, we, you know, we, we always heard like um, um, all the small things on um, Absolute, but at the time it was uh, Virgin Radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, so we'd always hear that on the thing, you know, you know, part of the way it says, you know, work sucks, you know, like, yeah, this is a tune, you know, when you're a kid, <laughs> when you hear that, you know, like, um, so we, we heard that, and then, like, we didn't know who the band was, We you know, it wasn't until school, like, you know, basically, we're like, oh, that's a Blink-182 song, so that's when we ended up going, going out to spit, well, actually, that time would have been Lime Wire or Kazar, uh, <laughs> stealing music or sharing, as they put it, and, uh, yeah, and then, like, it was like, sharing, yeah, <laughs> And then it ended up being like, you know, escalating from there. So you'd find out, you know, who this is. And then, you know, obviously, uh, I remember being in uh, on holiday in Bulgaria once. And, um, you know, they just used to put like the um, uh, smash hits on, I think it was, the, on the TV. Or the, uh, like the box or something. I can't remember what it was called. It's, you know, it's, it's a dead channel now. Uh, and uh, I remember like, you know, this band coming on called Bowling for Soup. Yeah, game changer with girl all the bad guys <sighs> want. And that's the first time I heard them, and I was there pr- praying for that song to keep coming on that channel. And then you know, uh, yeah, and obviously the Wheatus album, the story there, you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah, just I've got a massive love for pop punk, really. It's yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> I think that was like one of the first sort of, as I say, like when I was getting into or finding my own feet within music and finding my own genres that were different to what I suppose people in the family were listening to or what some of my friends were actually listening to mm. um, at that sort of time I suppose and yeah pop punk was the was the thing mm. it's 
it's, it's just it's, not, it's, it's just good. Yeah. You can't you can't feel bad when listening to pop punk game when it's like. <laughs> but it did. It, it, I just love finding sort of like new music when you start getting into different genres and you mm. start going up. Because even like that, when you look at like Blink and stuff, and you go, okay. And then I started like at one point, I'm like, but who did they listen to? And at times you find, it's, it's interesting to find sometimes who some of them listen to. Like it's like they're like some forty one. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it's him. Like he said, one of his influences was, was Oasis, and that was like a, a weird one to hear because you kind of go, but you're very sort of like. <laughs> heavy to like you've got that pop punk and just punk in general sort of in a bag up mm. and you're saying Oasis like <laughs> where did that like it's weird how some of them come back but then like I say Blink Blink got me into punk mm. in general like like listen to um, uh, like uh, Descendants and things like that and you know it's like something like wow okay this is what they were listening to mm-hmm. and then you, you sort of hear like their um I suppose they influences them in the Blink One Eight Two songs. Yeah, and it's it's that that it was always like just this new thing that to me, like when you do find new bands to listen to, especially like the older ones and stuff like that. Like, and it's still even now, you still, I still find new and I do find like a new band and like I've never really listened to them. Just give them a go and you go, oh wow, they are pretty <laughs> good. Like, <laughs> why didn't I listen to them before? And then it's like, yeah, it's it's constant. Mm. Like with with uh, like the band Alistair, I found them on a bloody uh, Disney Extreme Skateboarding game on the old uh, PS2 and the uh, Nintendo GameCube. I, yeah. I, I you know openly admitted it to Tim, and he, he found it quite amusing. Uh, but he, he like you know he kind of had that thing. Well, you know, you found us, so. <laughs> but that's the that's the funny thing as well, isn't it? Like how you know a lot of like video games can they can get you into bands through mm. that way. I mean, like obviously Tony Hawk's just come back out. Um, the remaster but I remember playing that as a kid and that was another thing like the music on it was amazing to me yeah. and that's what got me into other things and like Goldfinger Superman was like the, yeah, the big one yeah wasn't it? <laughs> and like I quite so like the way he's done it on this one he's kind of brought back a lot of the classic ones but then put new songs in there as well so hmm. a bit more modern um, I mean I've I heard of the guy I've, I'll open him I've never listened to him stuff uh, Machine Gun Kelly yeah yeah and then he's just done like a. I've seen through lockdown, he was covering songs with like Charles Barker and uh, Youngblood. Hmm. Uh, um, and he's done that new album, but there was a song on there, uh, Bloody Valentine. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this is quite catchy. This is. And it's got that pop punk feel about it. And I was like, it sounds like a bit blink like, which obviously knowing that Travis's words on it, you can't yeah. go, it's bad to come out that way a little bit. But. And then he's done the album. I, I've listened to it. It's, it's half decent to be yeah, fair. I, 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 uh, yeah. I even gave it a listen as well. And I like someone like someone recommended it on the Bowling for Soup fan page. And I was there, like, you know, at the end of the day, like I've heard of the guy, but I wouldn't be able to tell you any other songs he did or anything like that. But, no. you know, I listened to it and I thought, my God, this is actually a really good album. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just, uh, but again, it's, it's a funny thing to kind of see that like someone that you know, or that's known for doing rap, hmm. And actually, it turns out that one of his biggest influences of all these years has been like pop punk and pop music. <laughs> but again, you go, what? Where did that come from? Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's still cracking up with him because, like, when uh, did you watch that movie on Netflix, The Dirt, where he's uh, Tommy Lee? Yeah. Yeah, and you just look at him and like, I recognise that guy, but I don't know why. And then, you know, yeah, you go, it's... oh, it's Michelle Gunn Kelly. 
I was doing that the whole way through the film. I kept seeing them going, oh, I really do. What, why do I know you? not figure it out and mm. then obviously you see at the end as well didn't you like obviously it says their names and then you see like the behind the scenes being like oh he's that rapper guy <laughs> 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 he's that guy that didn't go with Eminem for a little while that's him yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, no, like you said that's a really you know it's a really enjoyable album tickets for, to my downfall isn't it man like, uh... yeah it's for, like I say for someone that's predominantly done you know rap and what and whatnot for it's one of them sort of things, you've got to think for an artist like that, that's probably quite a, a daunting thing to do, to mm. suddenly change your whole thing, but fair play to him for taking that. He just shows that, like that, you know, if you're passionate about music, go for it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because I, I suppose he's probably looking like, do you know what, I don't care what happens, it's a bit of fun. Mate, he's got Megan Fox as well, so he, he's winning in life. <laughs> he's got, you know. He, he's, yeah, he don't care. Yeah, like literally, like he can do what he wants, you know. He literally, uh, I don't, you know, yeah. But that album, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good listen. Like you know, any, you know, if you, if you, even if like what we discovered today is Lil Wayne did uh, "What's My Age" again with Blink One Eight Two, and he does his uh, song uh, "A Millie," like you know, during the. Uh, like the the verses, and then Blink would come out and like you know during the chorus and sing "What's My Age Again" parts, and like you know, it's actually a really good uh, channel. Wow, never, I did not know that had happened. Give it a listen after this, man. Like, it's, <laughs> like you know, I sat there and I was there, like, this is actually a really good version. Like, and then I showed you like because I was talking to a girl at work and she was saying like how much you know she thinks that all rock music is basically screamo. And I'm trying to convince her about Blink One Eight Two. She's like, oh no, don't like that. And then like. I said, like, do you like what little, like, my mate come over? And, like, uh, I said, like, look, uh, mate, Callum, he come over and said, like, look, uh, listen to this, little Wayne. And <laughs> he went, you know, give it a listen. I was like, is it good? He was like, it's actually all right. And I put it on, and I was like, this is actually decent. So I turned around to her and said, like, do you like little Wayne? She's like, yeah, I love little Wayne. Went, uh, you know his song with Millie? She goes, oh, I love that song. He's like, yeah, he does it with Blink Way too. Give it a listen. She puts her headphones in, goes, my God, that song was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And like even the Blink Way Two part, yeah, I like that as well. So like, well, earlier on, apparently it was just screaming to you, so you know. Easy, <laughs> people do, don't they? Mm. They do sort of like at times give it, they just mix it before giving it a chance. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. <laughs> and uh, but uh, sometimes that's the thing as well. Like you, you almost forget about bands at times, don't you? And certain artists, and then you, when you like rediscover it. Hmm. Like I started listening to um, Boxcar Racer oh, again wait, recently, and I was so. like, <laughs> it was literally it popped up on like a playlist on Spotify, hmm. um, like there is, and I was like, I forgot how good this was, and it's almost like um, when Blink went through their little divorce, and Travis was like stuck in the middle, where he was yeah. kind of <laughs> like he's going to the parents each other weekend and stuff, and uh, <laughs> and plus forty four. That's the thing. Obviously, I listened to like Boxcar Racer, and I was like, oh wait. Plus forty four, that was a really good one. Mm. Listen to that, I was like, yeah, that is really good. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, but yeah, but, music. Like- yeah, you know, you, like you can just put like any pop punk on, I think, and then you'll just be happy. Like, Newfound Glory is still absolutely killing it. Uh, yeah, you know, I think Real Big Fish might be the happiest band in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're hard to still uh, to stay sort of sad too. Hmm. Mm, really I have the same. Like, I have the same thing with like a listen to like Scar and stuff, mm. and I can't at times. Like if you're <laughs> again, if I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm in a really bad mood. If I stick a bit of the specials on, oh, I'm happy. 
<laughs> it immediately brings me out. Mm. One song that I know will always cheer me up yeah. is um, uh, "Message to You, Rudy." Yeah, just I can't help. I, as soon as it comes on, and I think oh, I love it. Just got to get going. <laughs> Start that dancing and stuff like ready to. <laughs> Shoulders go. And, yeah. <laughs> I tell, tell you a really cool thing. Like my my, uh, my mate uh, Ollie and Johnny, uh, they they they're in a uh, a band called. Uh, they started a band called uh, Death of Guitar Pop. Okay. And uh, they're they're a scar uh, two tone uh, like band. They're really good. Like, they're amazing. Uh, um, like they uh, listen to a song called Sixty Nine Candy Street. Watch the video because you might see someone familiar in it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> like you know, it's it's a really catchy tune. And then like on top of that, like uh, they uh, like they had um, Neville Staple uh, messaged them and said like lads, I want to oh. do a song with you. And then uh, so they they've got a song uh, with Neville Staple as well. And it's just they're like. Like you know, they literally got to do a song with their idols. <laughs> with their amazing. idols, so like you know, it's like me doing a song with Belinda Carlisle. It's a uh, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Like you know, it's just it's just funny. Like you know, because they're like doing really really well as well now. They're doing like I think they're on their third album and uh, just mental to see. Really, like yeah, yeah. I know them guys. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Fair play to them. So um, life now, how how is it? You you doing a lot? Of, I take you doing a lot better. Yep, yeah, all good now. Yep, I'm on the on the right track. <laughs> yeah, him, it's it's been that adjustment period, isn't it? Mm. You sort of try to get as normal as possible. Yeah. In this current climate, but yeah, it's it's been a crazy year. As I say, obviously with the the breakup and whatnot. Um, but like I'm working from home and stuff now, which has been a, a new sort of thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, it's a bit strange still at times. <laughs> like, it's like trying to keep that, trying to keep a routine together that you don't just sit in like football shorts and like comfy, like your lounge clothes. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, but every now and then you think, oh, do you know what? I've worked hard this week. Lounge clothes it is for the day. <laughs> it's like your little Friday treat. Um, until you have to go on a call and then it's like, I'll just put something on that's a bit more smart and look a bit more presentable. <laughs> And make sure that it's like literally just chest height that they see. <laughs> it's going to be like the one night before where you party too hard, and you're like, "Oh shit, I've got to be in the meeting." And you just like just find a tie, like just sitting there, just like bare chest, like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that will, I, I claim the internet's gone down again. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, but and again, the, the, there is the upside uh, of working from home where. When things go a little bit quiet, the guitar is literally just sitting there. Mm. Um, and I'll be honest, like the, <laughs> saying about like the EP from earlier, some of that mixing was done while still technically working. Mm-hmm. But we had <laughs> we had quiet spells, and I was like, well, "What else? What else can I do?" <laughs> and, I, and I did, and I hold my hands up, and I mean dead serious. I did ask for extra work. Was going, "Is there anything you want me to do?" There's nothing we can do. Brilliant. I'm on that laptop. <laughs> I'm cracking all my own stuff. Leave me alone for a bit. But uh, no, it's, it's it's all good. It's all it's all good. Just focusing on, I suppose, myself for now. You know, um, on music. As I say, write some more songs. Hmm. Get them, get them kind of ready, and hope that we can play live again. <laughs> it's going to be next year. I can't see it being this year at all. We're, we're close to the end of. 2020 now yeah so bring on 2021 <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one of the things as well really like you, you buy tickets to like a gig and stuff and you're still thinking I don't know if that's going to go ahead or not hmm. 
Like, I bought tickets to a festival for next year, but I don't know. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, is it going to get postponed again or what? Like, it's, hopefully, it don't. But, but yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good, man. What about yourself, Asfins? Yep, I'm all good. I'm on the uh, the right track to recovery anyway, so uh, I'm uh, you know feeling a lot more positive about everything. You know, um, I, I just went through like a whole like you know all my life, you know, just putting everyone else before me, and I feel like you know, you know, I got my point out there. Like I've done that, you know, because I just didn't want to disappoint people. So like you know now, yeah. you know, I've put myself first a lot. You know, a lot of the time, you know, just done what I've wanted, and it's working out a lot better. You know. I think that's a big thing for this year is like there's something that I've kind of like the same as yourself there's something I've learned from it is that you know for I suppose the rest of the year in that sense I'm concentrating on just on me you know lockdown's tough and everyone's handled in different ways and I think it's been a learning it's been a learning process for a lot of people yeah good or bad whatever way they want to look at it um and it's weird because I'm kind of like, um, I don't know if you go into this as well, but technically in Basildon, we're under a lockdown as it goes now. Mm. We're, <laughs> although like parts of Essex ain't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the feeling, you know, as I say, like through all of this, like I kind of, one thing I've kind of battled with as well at times is like my weight. And that's the thing I'm going to kind of work on. Hey, look at me. I, mean? I, I want, <laughs> want to lose that. <laughs> I lost it. I lost a load before. And then he, mm crept back on. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know how we lost it. Gigging. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The, the amount of times two songs in, I'm thinking, I'm sweating already. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the thing I'm kind of like focusing on as well. Like, it's, like you say, just got to concentrate ourselves for a bit. Yeah. Cool. We deserve it. So was that? We, we deserve, deserve it, yeah. basically, yeah. <laughs> Scratch my beard at the same time. I was like, "Oh, just like, didn't get that." <laughs> well, man, it's been it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Like, you know, uh, it's always it. catching up, it. good catching up. It's been a great conversation, yeah. you know. Like, uh, we've gone we've gone over an hour, so you know, it's a, it's perfect, man. I'm a like, talker. I'm a talker. You never got to worry about like food in time with me. <laughs> well, what, what we're going to do at Christmas time is going to get like you know people back on from the show who's done it in the past. Uh, to tell some funny Christmas stories, we'll love to have you back on. Uh, so yeah, just um, like yeah. I'll give you a message nearer to the time, and uh, we can sort that out. And uh, in the meantime, yeah, like uh, uh, like you said, your music, please advertise away. Please give it a listen. I really would appreciate it. Hopefully you like it. If you don't, then don't worry about it. If you don't, don't. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Like what I'll do, I'll be uh, advertising uh, Sam's stuff on the uh, the the Instagram page and also the Facebook page. Um, so, like, if you do uh, fancy listen to it, which you should do, um, it will all be on there. Nice one. Well, thank you very much for coming on. <laughs> it's been I really appreciate it, man. man. It's That's been good. Right. It's been good. I can't you know, wait to do another one, now. Yeah, <laughs> we need to talk more. I think you know it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's do a wrestling one next time. Oh, Why yeah. Are we for the wrestling one. So if you're doing one, bring me back in. <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a, uh, what's it called? We'll get a few of us uh, do a Survivor Series special. There we go. Like, almost like a Royal Rumble podcast. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if someone says the wrong thing, you're at. Um, <laughs> so, 
Well, me and uh, me and my mate Sam and Callum, we want to do one called Pints and Power Slams, where we just watch like like the early '90s wrestling and just review all the matches and just. Oh, like, that sounds great. Yeah, just, that sounds great. We we'll have to get you on for a special. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy the beers. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, man, thank you very much again. Like, it's been great. No, I appreciate it, mate. It's been good. Thanks again. That's all right. Just remember, I'm Matthew Hasn't Hammond. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you very much and a good night.